When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, Elsie. Hello, Jess. Nice to hear you. Finally! I know, right? What's up with that? I don't know. Headphones, dude. (laughs) Yo, I'm sorry. I don't know. It's like one day your mic, one day the hole is perfect size. The next day, it's just too big. (laughs) I don't even want to hear this conversation. (laughs) One day your hole is the right size. And then the next day, your hole is too big, and oh it will fit, and it's falling out of the hole. Must we? Yes, that is. All the she just, podcasters yes. know what I mean. I'm talking yes. about my headphone jack and my microphone. You dirty birdies! <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, sideline John. You know, and it. I have to say that um, what what's happened to you has also happened to me See? with my microphone. But, we but all wait, let know me tell the you exactly. But Yes, but exactly. But this, but for my, for my microphone, I I have an H2N. It's not the headphone jack hole. It is the, the little hole that holds the, the tripod. Oh. So instead, so I cannot screw. It gets worn down. That hole gets worn down. (laughs) And I can't, I can't, I can't screw the hole into the tripod. I can't do it. The hole gets worn down. You know, how can yeah. we fit dongle into this conversation? Can we talk about dongles somehow and make it really good? No, I, I and, and you know what I do now? I just place the hole on top of the little Do you thing. have to balance it? Yes. So remember when just the other, I think it's it was last week. just acrobatic is all that is. It's acrobatic, yes. And then so last week when we were recording, at some point before we got it, all of a sudden I, I got up and then the mic dropped and John was like, what happened? Who fell down? And I was like, I didn't <laughs> fall down. The mic fell off because it's just placed. It's not yeah. screwed in. Um, and uh, But how do you repl- like, how do you fix that? You can't fix that. You need a new mic. But why That's would probably I wanna... what happened. So probably what happened was that, like, yeah, the mic fell off the stand a couple of days ago, oh. and I think that the headphones got yanked out of the hole. Exactly. And you know, anytime something gets yanked out of a hole abruptly, that hole is never the same. Absolutely. Yes. All right, I agree. I'm being inappropriate. <laughs> no, you're not. I mean, it makes absolute sense to me. I'm oh, being inappropriate, and I don't care. And this is our Thanksgiving episode, Jess. I know. Thank you for putting up with thanks. my inappropriateness. <laughs> because I love you. Thanks to the listeners who are still here and haven't been offended yet. You know who you are. <laughs> but you know what? I have to say that these are things we don't really talk. I mean, I, I mean, double entendre and all. These are annoying things, and they do happen in podcasting. So yeah. now I have to think? buy a new. I have to buy a new mic now, right? Well, see, that's I mean, I guess that's not, not because I have it. I plugged my headphones instead of plugging it into the mic. I plugged it to the computer. So far, so good. Right. Um, 
So I guess we're going to soldier on. I mean, I guess I don't need a new mic yet. I would hate to replace it. It's 79. I mean, maybe Black Friday will have another sale on ATR yeah. 2100s. That would be killer. But I have to say that as a lesson for all of us, right? Because I have had the same exact feeling about my, because there was a point, I forgot when it was that I was, I think I had just gotten into my new home and I plugged in my mic and for whatever, oh, I remember I was doing voiceover work. I was doing some voiceover work. And when I was doing the voiceover work, for whatever reason, Amadeus Pro, which is the program that I use, was not picking up my mic. And I'm recording and it's only using my internal microphone from my computer. And I was like, holy crap, this is not good. I was all scared. I was looking at my phone. Why? I mean, not the mic. What's happening? And then I thought, I have no replacement mic. Like if my no mic goes right down. I gave I away no my shitty snowball. Yeah. You need to have... I think everybody listening right now, you need to have at least one other microphone, one more that you can just leave packed up that you can take out in a pinch that to use if something oh, yeah. goes wonky. Yeah. Those people are thinking right now, where the hell am I going to get the money for that? It costs yeah, me right. so much to podcast as it is. And uh, now I need two mics, you jerks. <laughs> well, as first for, of all, and, calm and down. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, I mean... Maybe a crappy mic is better than no mic. Yeah. I don't and know. plus, uh, yeah, if you look for sales on the ATR 2100, I think it will do it. Because I can't get a, you know, I don't know. I don't think I can get two of these. Yes, Jess, I heard you. Maybe breathe. this can foray into our Thanksgiving conversation because Black Friday is coming. And maybe this is a good time for you to get a new mic. Like, yeah, check out the Black is- Friday sales on Amazon and your local, what, guitar center, I guess. I don't know. For bikes and, and what's on sale. Yeah. Everybody go ahead and do that and put it in your, well, so, you know, this is what here. Okay. How would you feel, Jess, about getting a microphone for Christmas? Depends on how much it costs. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, if it was an exact replica of the one I have, I would yeah. be thrilled. Yeah. Okay. I would be because so I was just thinking, because like there's times where, you know, like I, I have that in my, on my wish list. Right. So I was like, I want, I have it on a wish list, not, not for people to buy me just stuff that I randomly look at and go like, Oh yeah, I have to, I'll put this on my wish list. Cause at some point in my life, I want it. And I put that in there, but then there's a part of me that's like, I don't know if I want somebody to give me that because I would rather have like something, I don't know, uh, something else. <laughs> so this means I have to tell you a story. Yes. It's the story of my first wedding anniversary when oh. my husband really wanted to buy me diamond earrings. Okay. And I really wanted a camcorder. Oh. It was, it was 2005 and uh-huh. I had, had my business. I just started like my online business and I really wanted a nice way to be able to do web video. And they kind of cost the same thing. Like, well, the At earrings that time, were like, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. I mean, like, it was like a Canon thing that with a tripod and I had to plug, you know, the whole thing. Yep. So um, he took me to the jewelry store. He, he was like, which ones do you like? These or these? And I was like, but I really don't want this, though. I want a camcorder. And he was like, okay, but if you had to pick. I was like, but I don't have to pick because I want a camcorder. I don't want these earrings. And I don't like any of them. Okay, but like if I, if you, maybe sometime down the road or in the future, like this or that. And I was like, okay, these square ones are nice. But I would really, you know, the Canon and I was like talking it up. I, You know, it wasn't a subtle conversation. He knew full well what I wanted for our anniversary, I guess. It was our anniversary. Um, 
maybe this isn't a good maybe i was being now that i think about it perhaps i was being selfish because it's not really a very good anniversary gift to get someone a camcorder but i really wanted it and so um when i got the earrings i was upset for two reasons one because it wasn't what i asked for and two he had put screw-on backings so that i couldn't lose them oh yes so I got a gift that not only I didn't want, but that I'm too stupid to use normally. <laughs> <laughs> and so I was like, and, and have you ever tried to put on, not just, I mean, if you have regular earrings with a screw on back and it falls out of your hand, you're like, ah, fuck it. But when it's a thousand dollar earring, like yes. you're just like, it's a panic and you can't, yes. it's very hard to do. I was like, I'm yes. never, here you go. I'm never wearing them. Yes. Ever. Yes. I was like, I can't. I mean, I tried and then I made him go to the jeweler and get them to taken off and replaced but i got my camcorder for hanukkah probably i was mad that i didn't get it for the anniversary but i guess now that i think about it 10 years what is it 12 years later it wasn't a good he was right it's not a good anniversary gift i was being a jerk but but you wanted time i was pissed i get it it. yeah and and yeah if someone tells you they want something it doesn't matter what it's for just get it for them don't get them what you want to give them that's the most selfish shit ever yeah it's it's one of the hardest i think that um that is such great advice. And I think that the balance between, especially with the people that you love, when you see, like, let's say your loved one has holes all, in, all over their socks or, you know, there's no shirts that are unstained or, you know, things like that. Then you or me, I'm talking about myself, I would go like, oh, my yeah, gosh, yeah. what a great present to get new shirts. Right. Mm -hmm. Or new socks because they all have holes or, you know, whatever. But that's not what they want. But that makes sense. Well, I mean, something else that's not shirts and socks. This is the beauty of Hanukkah because you get eight gifts and you can get what they want and what you want to give them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> socks are always included on that list, though. Hanukkah is not Hanukkah unless somebody buys you a pair of socks. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> couple that with the mind screw that like some people do to their kids, like Scott, I guess, and maybe even Laura had this game happen to them where they were given a like Sears catalog and told to pick out what they want for Hanukkah. And then when they would pick things out, they would get chastised like, that's too expensive. That's so much stuff. You're so spoiled. And it taught them to like never want to tell anybody what they want. So buying for my husband is three times as difficult because A, he buys what he wants for himself because he's impulsive and b he doesn't want to tell me because he's afraid i'll be like what you want that you son of a bitch you know so there's it's always a game every year i have and so finally i mean after a couple years i was like you have to make a list of which i can choose gifts for you that you don't know what i'm going to choose because it still has to be a because if god forbid it's not a surprise that's the other part it's got to be a surprise or it's not a good holiday oh my gosh yeah so it has to be a surprise. And so I'm just like, okay, we'll pick it out. But then sometimes he'll leave stuff on the list that he forgot was there. And then I'll, he'll get it and go, oh, I forgot that was on the list. And it's like, God damn it. <sighs> That's what I want to do, that cursing thing. <laughs> you know? <laughs> it's so difficult. We're supposed to be talking about what we're thankful for. I know, not, I know. We, not we these things. Be, yes, none of but, these things. But yeah, I mean, give, giving is hard and yeah. Get yourself a mic. I mean, would you be mad if you got a mic or would you be overjoyed? Answer the no, question. I think that I would probably be stoked because it's one of those things where if I have the extra cash for my, like if I happen to have 
an, like an extra hundred dollars that it really truly is mine. Like that, that doesn't have to go to bills that it's truly surplus hundred dollars. I yeah. would probably not buy myself a mic, even though I would want it. I just, I, I probably would not pull the plug and get it like a 70, like I wouldn't get like a $79, even if it is. I mean, I need it. I need an ATR 2100 myself as a backup. But I probably wouldn't do it because it feels like it's such a let. I would figure it's such a letdown. But if I got the mic, then I'd be mm. like, oh, sweet. Like, then you'd be happy? Yeah, because I got it. And it's like, oh, good. I didn't have to deal with it, right? Mm-hmm. That's what I would think. Anyway. That's true. That's a very good point. So, I just think But how about we do want. this? Last year, we did a little bit of talking about what we were doing for Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Do you have anything different or that 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 you're kind of planning? I know that it's, I mean, it's coming up, dude. It's Last, like, yeah, it's next week. Can you believe it? I mean, when three you days. listen to this, it will be this week. It's this week. Exactly. Right. It'll be like three days. It'll be in three days. Or if you listen to it on the weekend, it'll be right now. It's right now. <laughs> or then it was. <laughs> it'll be. Then, and then it'll be like a week ago. It's anyway. It's <laughs> yes. around. Um. So last year we went to a restaurant. And oh, this yeah. year, and this year, I'm probably gonna cook it. He's a little, like the baby's a little bit easier to manage. Um, my mother in law is living with me at the moment. Unbeknownst to her husband, who thinks she's just taking some time, I think she's not taking some time. I think she's living here. Oh my god, she certainly acts like she's living here. Let's just say that. But no, I mean, like she she is having me move my daughter's stuff out of her room, and she is making herself comfortable and you know she hasn't asked me to repaint yet but it's getting there i can tell and so she'll probably help cook and i'm sure his sister will be here my kids probably won't be here emily is in utah um and she's doing very well but i can't fly her home because it's like 700 dollars. and plus i don't want her here because i don't trust her as far as i can throw her but like she's actually she's actually very happy I don't think she'll be happy during the holidays, but at the moment she's very happy not being here because in Utah, she doesn't know anybody and they're all, and who she does know is probably Mormon. So she's not tempted to do any of the like juvenile delinquent things she was doing here. She's actually doing quite well. She just is going to be homesick. I think during that time and maybe I'll try and send her a Turkey dinner, but yeah, she can't come here. So it doesn't matter. And then my son you know, I haven't seen that son of a bee. I shouldn't say that because he's my kid, but like I haven't seen him in like a month, maybe longer. He he has a girlfriend. Like I, so, every weekend, like this yesterday, I was like, "Are you going to come this weekend so I can see you?" I have reservations with Jackie, and I just got a new game, so probably not. <laughs> and I'm like, "All right, what about Thanksgiving?" I don't know. Okay, I mean, he's on the spectrum, so he's not. I don't t- like first of all he's terrible yeah. on the phone. If if I talk to him on the phone he's either telling me a terrible joke or you know it, whatever we're talking about on the phone is not it would m- drive you insane. So I try to just text him but he texts back very quickly cuz he's always doing something else. So I feel like I haven't seen him in forever. But it'll be a small Thanksgiving this year. It'll just be a bunch of adults and the schmoo. And the schmoo eating and making a mess. And the schmoo who yeah. Well, lately he waits mm, to eat good. When- Mm, this good. is good. That mm. was him going to sleep. He just decided. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I I don't even know, John. If you you probably have the audio somewhere because I sent it to John too. Because I don't know why. I just thought it would he would like it. But 
yeah, he. we're trying to put him to bed. Mm, this is good. Mm, this is good. And I go, okay, it's good. And he goes, mm, this is good. <laughs> Such a character. But that's not really what you want to hear at 930 when your kid's still awake. Mm, this is good. <laughs> oh, my God. Mm, this is good. This is good. This is good. Is it going to sleep? This is good. Is it good? This is good. Okay. Good night. This is good. Good night, Isaac. This is good. Is he eating anything? No. No, he's not. No. He's not eating anything. It's pitch dark. He can't see anything in there. He's just talking to hear himself. It's ridiculous. So cute. And he's still committed. I know. He really. He is. He is very committed. I love him. He is so cute. He's hilarious. That's like his first sentence. The other day he woke up and said, Seekin, fries, cup. And I was like, you hungry, buddy? He wants chicken. <laughs> he wants chicken and fries. He he gave me his breakfast request. Wow. I was like, but I mean, the fact that he knew all the things and that it went with a cup, you know, I was very impressed. I'm very impressed. And he's starting to say Good stuff like that in his sleep, too. Like, like on his birthday, he woke up and went cake and then went back to sleep. It's <laughs> 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 like he sat up right in bed and went cake and then pff, clonked right back out. It's like, all right, dude. Cake. Oh, my God. They're so funny. Anyway, all right. We've. What are you doing for Thanksgiving, Elsie? Enough about me. Well, I know. What a bore. It sounds so boring now. Well, mm. we're going to just be. We're going to have a double header because my parents are here. At least at this moment, my parents are here. When you guys hear this, my parents won't be here. But we're going to be having a Thanksgiving on Sunday. So, Sunday before you guys are listening, before this is released, we'll have our Thanksgiving. Wait, and so then we're going to have this coming Sunday, you're having yes. it with mom? Yes. Okay. With, yes. And then we are going to have our own uh, little special Thanksgiving at home on Thursday. Nice. Again, by ourselves. Because it's the first time we get a chance to do that in are our own little a house. I think I'm going to do – there's this recipe that I found on a ma- in a magazine that's like – it's a crockpot turkey. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to try that. Obviously, <laughs> not the entire thing. Oh, my God. Obviously, not the entire thing. But um, we're going to give it a go, and then we will report back. So I hope I don't get in trouble for revealing this because I know it's not my story to reveal. But, you know, ever since my daughter's been sober, she's trying to um, – she's coming to the realization that she is – pretty sure that she's gay and um you know i'm not grappling with it i don't care if she's gay in fact it's not really a shock to me but like yesterday she says you know i asked her what she's doing for thanksgiving she goes i don't know i'm probably gonna i'm probably going vegan and i was like wait a minute wait a minute wait a minute first you go to utah and you're gay and now you're vegan and frankly that's the most surprising thing you've said like What's she going to do about Thanksgiving? Like, she, first of all, she cannot cook. She only eats potatoes and noodles anyway. So, I mean, I guess it's not that much of a stretch. But, like, I was like, what's happening out there? And she was like, she, I mean, it was just a joke, obviously. I know Utah didn't make right, her right. gay. I'm not stupid. But, like, I, I, you know, she went away for three months and she's like a totally different person. 
which is great because she's healthy. I mean, be, you know, she always does have stomach issues, but like this is a child whose like favorite food has been a giant New York strip her whole life. Now she's just not going to eat meat or butter or cheese. So I said, no cheese. And she was like, I can't do it. It makes me sick. And it does. I mean, it always has made her sick. But like, it's shocking. Can you imagine? A, wow. She's going to have to. She's not going to eat tofurkey. There's no way she's eating tofu. She's a texture eater like me. So she's going to starve. You think That's, so? She's not really into peanut butter. I've never seen her eat a bean. She doesn't eat salad. What the hell is she going to eat if she's not eating? You can't survive on Doritos. That's not veganism. Plus, I think there's well, maybe no, she, you know, are there is there dairy in Doritos or is that just wishful thinking? <laughs> probably there's I not. I think that there might be some cheesy component, but it's probably fake because yeah, there is a cheesy a kind of taste dish powder dirty thing. Yeah. Well, you got to give her like, you know, let her figure it out. You know, you never know, because what happens sometimes when you take out certain foods is that your taste changes. So maybe she'll decide she wants to eat other things. Yeah. You know, I'm actually yeah, happy about the other thing because it makes so much sense. She's never gotten along with any boyfriend ever. And they always seem to be people that just like have nothing else in their lives but her. Right. Which is, I think, their best quality, mm. you know, is that they're like these wounded birds who need her to survive. And then after a while, that gets old. And it's like, how's that love? Right. So. Yeah, so girls are a better option because she can at least feel like they're on an e- some kind of equal playing field, which is what <laughs> love is supposed to be like. Good. Yeah. See if she's going to be that, that. So that's something that we're thankful for. So for yeah, that. ta-da, vegan lesbian. <laughs> Yay! Could not oh be my more God. thrilled. Uh, could the- not be more thrilled. But what does it? Let's just talk about a vegan Thanksgiving, if we could, for a minute. And if you are vegan and you're listening to this, feel free to tell me. I'm assuming it's a lot of taters. Uh, stuffing, I think, is cool, but you can't make it with butter or chicken broth, so it has to be probably vegetable broth. I'm guessing margarine, perhaps, which isn't good Tons for you. Tons of coconut um, oil. Oh yeah, a lot of coconut oil, a lot of veggies, which a lot of I mean, veggies, she does eat root some. vegetables, um, yeah. like roasted stuff with coconut oil around them. Mm-hmm. Um, some beets. Yeah, she could like um, noodles, pumpkin pie. As long as they're well, that has eggs. Yeah, but uh, you can have vegan stuff. I mean, my dad this morning he ate a vegan, vegan espresso scone that we bought at Whole Foods. Like a cookie? No, like a scone. Like a squishy, you know, like a scone, a regular scone. Oh, a scone, like a scone. Yeah. Scone. yeah. And uh, did you try it? I didn't. He said it was good. I did not try it. It sounds dry as shit. Well, most of them are, except if you Scones add are the prop- already dry, and then when you take away are. the butter. True. But I think that if you can add the coconut oil to all of that stuff, then it won't be dry. Mm. So it can be done. And there's a lot of really good raw foods that have come into the scene. There's so much now that there wasn't there before in terms of vegan stuff that has now like taken a big, yeah. it's, it's like really awesome. I mean, I mean there's a lot of stuff. you and I are like 40-esque. She's 19. She's not going to be adding coconut oil to scones. Well, she might. You have, you may, maybe you're underestimating her. Maybe she's like going to, you know, she, you said she's changed a lot. You never know what she might be trying. You know, maybe I mean, this is like, true. and you know, I'm thinking that maybe it's because of the there's a chemical something you know what i mean maybe because she's detoxing because she's gotten certain chemist 
you know, chemicals out of her system. Yeah. And maybe she's got different types of medication. Maybe yeah. her diet has changed to such a degree that she is naturally craving different things. And she's maybe, maybe her body is ready to try these things. I mean, I hope so. Cause yeah, regular food has, she's really never done well with dairy. Meat has always been okay. Like if she just had regular chicken, but like mac and cheese makes her sick and a lot of dairy ice cream. She would go for ice cream and eat a whole cone and then be violently ill. Like she's even as a little girl, she's never done well with dairy. So yeah, it makes sense. It's just shocking to hear a teenager tell you that they're going vegan. Yeah. When you've been feeding that child. Now I know what my mother felt. My sister's a vegetarian and she decided that at 13 after reading uh, Upton Sinclair's The Jungle. Mm-hmm. My mother was like in shock. This is a kid whose like favorite food was like beef stew. Now she's not going to eat any beef whatsoever. She still ate chicken and fish, and you know she's not vegan by any sense. Just no red meat. And my mom could not get over it for the longest time. She gave her and she and even when she was like she moved to California because you know it's easier to eat out there when you're vegetarian. And and every week she would be like, "So what do you eat? Do you just eat eight hundred chickens? What do you eat?" Mom was like obsessed. Oh my gosh. I know. Well, we're Jews. We're obsessed with food anyway. Um, Holy cats. Yeah. I think I, I say give her the benefit of the doubt. Let her figure it out and see what. And then she'll probably, you know, adapt her diet accordingly. Yeah. And add some things and take some things away. And But that's good. I mean, it's it's good to be away from it. Because it's I got to tell you, it's so hard to sustain something like that when it's always around you. So maybe she's got a supporting, like, a support group of sorts at this moment where it's not so in your face because it's, you know, I got to say when we go visit um, Randy's parents, if I'm having, if I'm deciding, you know, like I'm not going to have chocolate or I'm trying to stay away from certain foods because they, you know, I'm a little bit too much into them at that moment. If I go over to his house, it's, it's all done because there's always chocolate around in that house. And so it's like, even though I'm sitting there trying, like the whole time I'm going, I will not eat chocolate. I will not. I will not eat chocolate. Hold on. I'm just going to have a little bit. And, um, you know, and then I start pounding because it's everywhere. Everywhere. Well, plus you're with family. You cannot be on a diet with family. It's like torturing yourself. It's stressful enough to just see and be with those people, I think. Yes. I think it's unrealistic to stay away from chocolate when you're with someone else's parents. And, and, and not in your house because, you know, well, my parents are here. I can, for the most part, kind of stick to, because I don't have too much of that around, you know? Um, because it's your house. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. So that they're here and this is what they, they have their stuff. But, uh, but yeah, if I go somewhere else, it's just so much more challenging because you also don't have your, yeah, the, the ability for you to make your own food when you want to eat it, like all that crap. So maybe she's, she's in a good place. I'm all for M doing this and giving it a go and then see what happens. All right. Well, I'll have her call you for recipes because I don't know any. All right. Cool. Because then we can figure it out together because that would be awesome. Fantastic. So what do you think, Miss Jess, about uh, let's look at the podcasting industry. Well, wait. Are we Uh, done talking about Thanksgiving? No. We're going to talk about the thing. We're going to talk about the thankfulness here in the podcasting industry. Okay. So if we're looking back at this year. Or maybe, you know, like some things that maybe come into into mind that we're t- super thankful for around the industry itself, our production, things that we've, you know, that are something that I say, thank God for all the time. Or that you're like, oh, wow, I'm so super grateful about this. Uh, anything come to mind? Wi-Fi. <gasps> 
Wi-Fi. Yeah. Wi-Fi is good. <laughs> mm, it's good. Mm, it's good. Um, I am Wi-Fi. super grateful for Wi-Fi. You're talking about the industry, though. Yeah, the industry, but Wi-Fi is really, I mean, it is part of the industry. It absolutely is, especially with all the stuff that's happening now with people wanting to go live a lot more to, to record podcasts. Yeah. Um, to have the, the ability to get your stuff out like that. Mm, this is good. good. Yes. <laughs> Thank you, John. Mm, good. Mm, good. Well, um, speaking of John, like for me, in terms of the industry, John, and for this year, has been instrumental in, um, and I'm incredibly thankful to him. Yes, a variety of different times I have felt having John as part of our team and supporting us in this way has single-handedly taken our podcast to a different place. Mm-hmm. And even if it's not like if if maybe people listening might not hear like, well, it's kind of the same other than the production value is a little bit better. But but like for me, like just settling and knowing that I that I can have like a bouncing a bouncing, I can bounce ideas off of somebody that actually really settles me. And I'm incredibly thankful for the capacity for us to have a producer for the show. I'm grateful too. It also makes me feel, I don't want to say that having him makes me take the show more seriously, but I feel like having him listen to make sure that our levels are good and like taking out the goofy stuff on the end like i do feel like it took the show to a whole nother level because i think we feel differently about it it's slight but it makes a huge difference i think absolutely so yeah no absolutely there's there's something that if for those of you listening too, there's an, an energetic shift that happens too whenever you have somebody that's supporting your work because a lot of the time as podcasters we work alone you know and we put this stuff out ourselves and we do a lot of the time we definitely take a lot of pride in the way that we produce our shows and maybe we are not as good at perhaps creating good audio and we just kind of put it together but we're really proud of the content I don't know, whenever you have somebody else that also takes that content and, and makes it better, sort of like an editor for the for your uh, blog post or for a book that you have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe you are really good at grammar. Maybe you are an amazing writer, but there's something that happens when you finish your work and you send it off to the editor, right? That does the spiffing up, the, that questions certain paragraphs, that helps you get that information back out, that just automatically takes it higher up. And that is, um, that's what having a uh, producer for the show does, which is great. Yeah, I'm, I'm grateful to him in general, actually. I mean, like, he's also a good friend. And we're Yay. happy that he, I, I always feel good when he's on the phone with us, because I know at any point, there's going to be like a cartoon noise, which I love <laughs> his little additions to our show, too. I think it makes it really fun and kind of unpredictable. Yes, and loving loving that, and also you know what I'm in terms of the our show too. Um, having our sponsors for the show have had been able to have sponsors in the show for this year has been. I'm very grateful for that as well, which is something a lot of podcasters want. It's a lot. It's something that you know a lot of podcasters do have, but there's many that still desire that, and I think that ooh, thank you for our people who have chosen to to sponsor the show, um, and that's been really great. Yeah, it's helped us a lot. I also love having sponsors because I feel like they're partners. Like Christy, I feel like yeah. we're partners with her. And, and we Natalie. had Natalie this year and they're very good friends. And it also, like you said, feels good to have people supporting your work and, and wanting to partner with you. So 
anyone else who wants to do that who's listening, please let us know. Um, and also that includes the event coming up in February, the Pod Fusion event. If you want to partner with us for that, let me know. Um, oops, sorry. I'm getting awkward, so I'm starting to like spin my cell phone because I'm talking about <laughs> and now I'm just knocking shit over on my desk. But like uh yeah i love i do love ha- i mean wh- why would i not love having sponsors because i get them for other people too and it's always really nice and patrons we just got one today as a matter of Yay, fact patrons and i you know i think that next year just i, so I have much. A, it means so much and you know what jess we have to sit down and talk about this because i've been really really sitting down and looking at oh, here uh, we go. Uh, she, every podcast I know every November I do this stuff, but I think I'm I'm having this this patron thing keep coming up. You know, I'm I'm having this this um I, I don't know. I'm I'm feeling stronger and stronger about that kind of a model that's coming up and and I actually see Yeah, like all special the, content, you mean? Yeah, because of my newest obsession, which I've been talking to with all of my clients now when they talk to me, I'm like, you have to do this. Because I do feel it's the, I really feel it's the future, but we talked about it. I would say about two or three episodes ago, it was um, the concept of transmedia mm-hmm. where you get, you know, the full story around your platform, around your brand, not only from the one thing, but it's really from the collective experience of the whole thing. I think that people for us, like we have a lot of women in the She Podcast group, Facebook group that don't listen to our podcast. And there's a lot of people who listen to she podcasts that aren't part of the group, whether they're male or female. Um, there's people who, you know, only know you. There's people who only know me or have come through that. And I think that um, as we start to really branch out the type of content we put out, the way to really understand what she podcasts is, is to get a little bit of all of this. It's to get, you know, little bits and pieces of how we interact as a brand with everybody. And there's something really special for, for somebody to understand us to like that follows you, that follows me, that consumes She Podcast as a podcast, that is part of the She Podcast Facebook group that, you know, and so they get the richest experience of of what all of us collectively have to offer versus just sticking to one place. So I'm I'm feeling really strongly about that that whole collective experience of 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 what we want to put out. Actually, I had an idea for that this morning. Did you? Yeah, it's not exactly. I mean, you're making it more heady than what I was thinking, but like, <laughs> of course I am. Of course you are. But like, well, you know, last week we were talking about um, the sitcom of our lives and stuff. I thought it would be funny to do weekly photos. Because we can't really do like I'm not gonna t- you're not gonna tape yourself shoving a goat's no. head back in the, you know and but and and neither am I. But I thought it would be funny to like show snapshots, maybe even like so Elsie's Thanksgiving versus Jess's Thanksgiving. Yep. You know, or like Elsie, you know, that day with the goats. Like, yep. You know, it would be me driving, just the simple everyday, like me driving to get Isaac from school or picking up Isaac from school versus you homeschooling them with like, you know, the nature and shit. <laughs> well, you know what? I think I think it would be so, fun to do like a weekly edition, visual edition that yeah. doesn't involve video, but that we could show like a bit of that sitcom, I think. I totally agree. And I think that you know what that what's really interesting too is that when I 
was going to take that random selfie. Because here's the thing. I was already texting Randy. So it's not like I was like, oh, let's take the phone out of my pocket and take a selfie of me with the goat. I mean, you know, with the hand around the neck and doing all this stuff, I was trying to text with one finger and I'm like, should I take a picture of this? Because I had the phone right there. And then I thought, well, that's just late. Like, what the hell am I going to do? Like, where am I going to put this? But if I had had that special place where it really is just for our peeps, I would have totally done it. Because it would have been a special, yeah. like to me, I'm like, this is only, only our, pe-. like it's for our people. So it's not like, hey, self-serving, random social media selfie, because it would have, because you guys would have already been in the conversation, you know? So you would get, you would have gotten the text that I sent to Jess when I tried to cobble together uh, a way to shut the hole from the from the fence with that right. chair and the boxes and crap that I pushed up right. there. Right. So, and in terms of the yeah. industry, being able to, uh, you know, we are, what is this, episode 120? Is that what it is? That's crazy, man. We totally did it. We totally, we are... Uh, I like there should be more. Doesn't it? But it's, No. But still, though, 120 is is really good and and being able to continue this way. Also, the other thing that I'm really thankful about is the explosion of women who are wanting to podcast and their ability to want to do things in a way that is is pushing their boundaries. There's a lot of women out there who are really stepping out of their comfort zones and are trying this out. Uh, And I'm happy. I'm super, super stoked about that. Well, that's I've noticed that for the last two years, actually. Um, but yeah, um, I love that there are more women who are not afraid to get their voice out. It seems like some of those barriers to entry from when we started our group has lifted, which is great. It makes me mm-hmm. super thrilled. And um, yeah, I mean, I love that the group still remains active the way it is um, and non-promotional, which I love also that it's not yeah. promotional. Um also, in the industry, I'm loving that brands and advertisers are starting to come around as far as like, hey, yeah, we should try this out. I feel like there's a, a trickle-down effect. There's a lot of media about it lately. NPR is cleaning up with podcast advertising and people are running out of like shows to sponsor and, they, and, and companies are clamoring for that influence and that reach. I'm definitely grateful for that because... I mean, it means I'm smart for starting an agency. <laughs> but no, but I mean, it also, it makes me happy because all these women who are podcasting, all these people in general who are podcasting, finally will get to make some money doing it. Not, yeah. you know, not just hustling in other ways or trying to sell their services on their show, but like real partners that they can co-brand with, mm-hmm. which I love. I think that's, a, and there's so much more fun opportunity to do sponsorship on your show than there would be if you were just doing a blog and have a banner like it's so great to be able to talk about a product and how you use it and how great you think it is and have the audience not feel sold it's a very rare thing to be able to sell on a show like ours i think yeah and also you know and in addition to that too there's it's really powerful to have a voice behind a product and i think that's what podcasting is really great about as well even even as um even if they weren't sponsors to be able to to talk about something from a personal point of view using your voice without having to use images that make it seem like it's something more than what it is 
but having like real interactions with a specific product. And I think that that's what a lot of the, um, even I guess culture, particularly here in Asheville, you know, there's a lot of the, the local, like buy local movement here. It's like everything in your face, buy local, go to the local restaurants, go to the local stores, you know? And I feel that particularly that, that, um, initiative can be really, really supported at a larger scale inside of a podcast. And I'm not talking just about local, but I'm talking about maybe smaller companies that are starting to launch because of, the, you know, they have a smaller sort of product, you know, something that like the Etsy types, I think the Etsy types would really, really benefit from developing a partnership with a specific type of podcast. Well, I thought you were going to say have a podcast. I was like, mm, I don't know about that. No, no, no. Like, you know what I mean? Like really like having people like right now I'm wearing these like really super cool gloves. Um, their, the brand is called Gypsy and Lolo and it's a local brand for here. And it really is like just the ones that are the ones with no fingers, the fingerless gloves. And they are upcycled material. They're super, super like warm, but they're not, they're not bulky. Like if you're wearing those ones that, that are made from, um, wool, that are like way too, like you can't even move your fingers because they're way too thick, you know? But it's just, there's something super lovely that I would love to see, like if, if somebody could buy some more of these for these these local peeps that are having the, that they decided to to use these and put these out, right? Yeah. So I don't know. I would feel so good about being able to support a company like that, that was a smaller type brand and and help them grow. I agree. Well, do you do you remember the story I told you about Mark Barron's first advertiser? Yes. Yes, I do. You can small, tell it again though cuz I'm sure. I yeah. don't know if you guys remember, but like it was a small local coffee company and um he was going there every day drinking it every day and finally he asked them if they would give him money to mention their coffee on his show because it was getting a lot of listeners and because, you know, he really wanted to support them. And they said yes, they gave him money. The first time he got on to do an ad, he sipped the coffee, spit it out, and went, this stuff tastes like shit. And oh. their their company went gangbusters. Like, they started selling online orders at the yin-yang just because he was saying that it tastes a little like shit. They, I guess they had to try it. They ha and so now they have, like, their online business is way bigger than they ever thought possible because that's his first sponsor. And he kept saying, I mean, he loved the coffee, but it, he was just being funny. And at first they didn't like it, but then when they saw what it was doing to sales, they were like, he can say whatever he wants. I know, right? Oh, God. So, yeah. Isn't that funny? Yeah. And I mean, yeah. Of course, Mark Marin would do something like that, but... Yeah, it's not like we can do that, but still. Well, we wouldn't... I don't think we would want to, but, st but absolutely. I think that there's something lovely about that, and I'm happy that there's a lot of people that are finding that through, th through the space, you know? Um... I'm really thankful, um, and I should, you know, sometimes I do feel, our, uh, I don't know, maybe not so thankful, but the ability for people to be recognizing podcasting in the procasting space, like the NPRs of the world and Gimlet and all of those guys who are producing high quality audio content that is challenging indie podcasters. So even though it makes us feel like, well, you guys have like a whole team and you guys have all this stuff, it is really forcing the indie podcasters to take a look at the entire space so that you don't just stay at that one level, right? Because I'm, mm -hmm. I'm a big proponent of, you know, whatever you have, if you have something to say, use the mic that you have, use what you have, 
get going and then slowly up level as you go through because it's if you have it perfect from the be- there's no way you can have it perfect from the beginning and just do it just do it just keep going and so what the procasters are forcing us to do is to just level up to level up whatever we're doing a little bit more a little bit at a time so that we can see the possibilities i i don't, I don't remember what that there, I, there was this quote that i was like that I just saw something about, you know, if you're, I, you know, I guess the gist is if you're scared to do it, that's what you're supposed to do or something like that. That was the gist of the quote. And, oh, yes. Um, uh, but I don't remember who said what or how I saw it. It's, you know. But the basic idea is a little fear is good in getting you to go outside of your comfort zone. Yeah. And so, and to not stay there. So I think it was, it was around that. And, and I, I applied it to podcasting because there's a lot of times when, you know, whenever you like, you think like, well, maybe I should have X, Y, Z, maybe I should consider doing this with my podcast. And then you go, well, it's fine the way it is. I mean, it's comfortable. I mean, it's, I've got it. I got it down. Yeah. Because a lot of us, I think in podcasting get to a place where it's like, I got it down. This is the way that I always done it. This is the way that I will always do it. It's working out fine. And I think that the, that mindset can in some way inhibit the possibilities for our growth. So mm. I would consider you looking at the things that make you comfortable around podcasting and see if you can get a little bit uncomfortable again. Whether it's as simple as up-leveling your audio, a microphone maybe, or God forbid, adding a mixer. <laughs> you know? yeah. I don't uh, know. Like something, I, I don't know, like try something that you're you like, say. well, I'm never going to do it. Even if it's just to have the possibility there because it might take you to a place that you didn't even know you could. And if you want to get really uncomfortable, you should come work with us in Florida in February. Oh, my God. Boy, that'll make you crawl out of your skin. What a fantastic lead-in to that, Jessica. Yeah. Absolutely. If you've been really thinking about not like, you know, you kind of want to push yourself a little bit, or maybe you don't know how to do something, or you've considered ha- doing interview shows and you've never done an interview before, or perhaps you've considered doing a solo show and you've never done that before. This is the chance that you're going to get an opportunity to sort of work in that environment and work with each other and f- around each other to help you guys step into this. Mind you, I was just, and this is another sort of little segue, I mean, still from Podfusion. And if you guys want to buy your ticket, you can go to shepodcast.com slash Podfusion and you can buy your ticket through there. You could use the pod, you can use the coupon code shepodcast, one word, and get $77 off the entire, like three days, three days of pod. Is it Podfest is three days. Am I correct? Yeah, because it's us for Podfusion one day. And then two, two days of them. And yep. two days of Podfest, which is also another incredible opportunity. So putting everything together is just phenomenal. But um, I was just on another podcast. I was a guest on this podcast. And the podcast is called Soiled Restroom Cinema. And we uh, we basically flushed down the toilet the movie that I was in, which is uh, uh, Do You Want to Know a Secret? Yes, it was just like that because it's that crappy of a movie. It is that crappy of a movie. And that's the whole concept of this podcast is basically a roundtable discussion. Oh, my God. That was a big flush. Um, it's it was basically a big doo-doo. A, 
it's a big doo-doo. It was a, a roundtable discussion basically going play-by-play play and how, on why the movie sucked so terribly. So it was really great, and I was in it, so I was able to kind of, like, give a behind-the-scenes of why mm-hmm. it actually sucked so badly. But Honor Knight, who is the one of the hosts for that, is coming to our thing. So he, he lives in uh, Florida, and I just wanted to let that – you guys know that because he – it's a he – so coming to Pod Fusion, so it's not just for women; it's for everybody. No. It, and you get an opportunity to kind of work with people who are not in your genre, and I think that that's also another way for you guys to learn. And, and kind of speaking um, now, moving into you know uh, a little bit of sort of the election talk business. Oh dear, oh, oh dear. Christ. But it's not going to be necessar- necessarily. But, but what what people are kind of looking back at right now is you know the impact that media had uh, around um, the results and also around our ability to or disability maybe to see the whole because we were so caught up with what we thought was happening because everybody that we talked to basically said our own stuff, that whole confirmation bias kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So we really, really disconnected from the totality of the reality of what was happening because we didn't do that anymore. We live in little silos. So going to something like Podfusion is going to kind of force you to start to see the other side of things. Maybe they're all things. Yeah. So I think Especially that that will really podcasting, but all Exa- things. absolutely all things podcasting. What if somebody isn't using a mic and how does that work? And what if you've been, I was going to say, what if you've been raised? What if you've been raised to always be a <laughs> microphone person? <laughs> I know. You've how did been, you grow up? <laughs> how did you grow Your doctrine around this was, you know, you have to have a mixer. You have to have great audio. You have to have five episodes in the can you have to have an interview show you have to do it every day or whatever you know whatever that was your entrance maybe you get an opportunity to meet somebody who's very successful whatever that definition is that is using you know a fairly normal little microphone they don't have interviews their show goes out you know twice a month and they're still just as happy as you are Mm -hmm. so we can all learn from each other uh, in that scenario so anyway, I totally that was, agree. That was that. Oh my god! But also, it's going to be super fun. We'll yeah, and there's that. The bonus of us live is is always a great bonus. <laughs> so fun. <laughs> so, so fun. So any other grateful things that you think that we have um, for this year in terms of podcasting that we've looked around and? Well, I'm grateful we have a system for promotion because I see now from working with clients how many people don't have that and what a mess it is when they don't. Even if the system isn't perfect, like I'm very grateful that we have our post-show experience down to a science. Mm -hmm. And I don't know how long it takes you, hopefully not that long, to do the show notes. Um, How long does it take you to do the show notes? It depends on the the recording. It depends on how many... Like this one's going to be... Fairly easy because I don't have, yeah. I think the hardest thing for me for doing show notes are the links. The links are the toughest, yeah. the hardest part uh, for me to get out because I, I, I find, I find imperative value on sharing links, not only for myself, but because when I consume content, I'm like, oh, that. I see it. I have to see it or, or, you know, for certain podcasts, I've got to have those links because I really do feel that listening to a podcast requires a level of 
of engagement from an audience, even if it isn't, even if we don't get the benefit, you know, even if we don't see like they're not emailing us or giving feedback to us, I feel it's imperative for people to go to want to know more. So if we're talking about, you know, these glove things that I'm talking about here with the um, Gypsy and Lolo, maybe they'll listen and go like, what is that Gypsy and Lolo? I wonder if she has a link in the show notes and then they can go look and go, oh, there it is. Oh, those are cute. Like, even if it's mm-hmm. that simple, I feel yeah. that that's where the power of podcasting is, that you get an opportunity to go, wow, that's, I can get that. I want, yeah. if I want it, I can know more about that, that they talked about. So anyway. Yeah. No, I do. Th- I think that's very cool. But um, yeah, so I'm grateful we have a system because I'm, I'm having a very hard time putting a system together for off in the weeds and it's because I'm trying to teach someone else to do it at the same time. And it's difficult. It's difficult to hand it off. It's difficult to get someone else to do it, to understand the concepts because they don't podcast. Like I'm finding it difficult. So I'm grateful that you and I have that down and we don't struggle with that anymore. Um, It's making my life so much easier. And I'm thankful that we're smart, dude. I am (laughs) too. Every day. That we have like, you know what? I'm really thankful for all of the different things that we collectively have learned to do so that if I don't know how to do something, you know how to do something. Or if you want something to be done in terms of here, like either you or I can figure out how to do it fairly quickly because we're kind of adept in that. It's true. And you guys should be smart like us. You guys should be smart. (laughs) You guys should study. You guys should study this stuff. You should. Um, no, but, I agree. But, I'm glad that know, we're fairly technically capable. It would suck if you were the kind of like mountain dweller that could barely work her cell phone. I would endlessly yeah, be frustrated with you. I'm extremely grateful that you're tech savvy, given your living situation and and morals and ethics around living life. I'm very grateful that you still respect technology because so many people like you do not. Yeah. And so I'm grateful for that. And then... Uh-huh. Um, I've noticed that you and I haven't had to stop the show to wipe any asses lately or like... I am so thankful. You are right. I am thankful for daycare and actually it's school. That's why he can say a whole sentence is because he's in school learning colors and numbers. He can count to three now. Um, Well, actually he counts longer, but it's not in order. He'll do one, two, three, seven, ten, seven, ten, seven, whatever, but it's still cool. And um, but yeah, no cat and no baby interrupting. So it's the dream. And then you have not had an interruption during our show in quite a long time. I know. I Right now, watch. That was a door lock closing because May May, for, I don't know what she came to do here. She just came and grabbed a doll, but she just oh. left and she just basically looked at me and walked in and walked out. And she respected. So she's getting older. So she's getting older. Ago, she was crying. and Well, two years ago, I had tushies. to stick my boob in her mouth, dude. Remember? Oh, right. That's yes. how I had to shut her up. It was like, here, just <laughs> thank God, nurse. Let's be thankful we're not breastfeeding. Oh just thank God. you for no more breastfeeding. Those of you who are breastfeeding while you're listening to this, suck up. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no. Well, um, yeah. No, it's good for them, but I'm glad I'm done with it now. I'm glad I'm done with it too. Mind you, all of you guys who just started listening, I breastfed for seven years in a row. In a row, people. Seven in- years in a row. Uh, so I am a bro. big breastfeeding proponent. I yeah. stuck with it. Please do not feel like you have to if this is not your thing. So I completely respect your choices. But I have to say that I am incredibly proud. <laughs> and I thought yeah. it would never end, but it did. So yeah. I am very, very thankful that I no longer have to uh, do that. 
And co-sleep. You don't co-sleep anymore either, right? Actually, we do. We do co-sleep. But you know what? We are shifting in that. I mean, Hunter does have her bed now. Hunter's um, own it, bed. Okay. No, Hunter has her own bed, but it's like you know, it's a it's a slow process, and I think that what has to do with is the fact that I myself am now in a position where I realize that for the rest of their lives, they will be sleeping by themselves because they are human beings, and most of us don't sleep in clumps together when mm-hmm. we are grow grown people. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I'm, I'm having a, I am having a hard time letting go, mm-hmm. because, because my little girls are, I'm not going to have them. I mean, you know, they're going to be g- girls, girls that are independent, girls that are want to do their own thing, and so I'm, I'm kind of torn sometimes, that I want those cuddles, and I, I'm really aware that. Um, My mother-in-law hates that we co-sleep. And ever since she's been staying here, she comes in every night at like 1130, knowing Mm -hmm. that Isaac is asleep between us. One time she came in and she was like, you know, everything you guys are saying, he's taking it in subliminally. And I was like, well, it's a good thing we don't watch porn then, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) And she just like snickered and walked out. But like she, it bothers her so much. And every night she comes in to make sure he's still alive. She walks in and she peeks over me and she goes, is he asleep? And I'm like, of course, it's 11 o'clock. Yes, he's asleep. And you guys are up. Yep, we're up. We're going to bed in a minute. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) You know, she wants to say something about it. She just, it drives her nuts. And I'm like, well, what's the big deal? Why? Why does it bother you? He should have his own space. I'm like, but he doesn't want his own space. Well, you guys deserve your own privacy in your space too. And I'm like, yeah, but we like him. (laughs) <laughs> I have to say this you is know, our own space he's I'm, included yeah. and it's tough because at night you know the conversations that the girls and I have now when we turn the lights off before it was like shh, it was just like Isaac yeah we have Good. to be silent Where it's like go to yeah. sleep yeah. go to yeah. sleep yeah. now I can basic we can have a conversation around something that matters to them like you know one day Maymay was like afraid of something i forgot what it was that she was so afraid of i think she was afraid of me dying or something like that i think i forgot what we were looking at i forgot what it was and there was another time where hunter was just sharing with me a nightmare that she had and there were other times where we were just talking about the good things that happened that day Mm -hmm. or sometimes i have prayer requests where the girls would go like mama let's pray together and then she would just say that and this is a random thing and i'm like well what because usually I'm like, okay, meeting in terms of praying out loud. Like she wants us to pray out loud mm-hmm. together. And then I go like, well, why? <laughs> She's like, <laughs> because I want, and this is what May May said, because I want Hunter to feel better because she was sick. And I'm like, Aww. well, that is very sweet and lovely. Let's all do that. You know, and I just don't think a lot of these conversations would hap- happen in, when we're doing our own thing during the day. I should so send you I'm, the prayer for the sick in Hebrew. It's called the Mishaberach. And you guys can Oh, say yes. It. Yes, I would love it. I would love it. But I just thought like, wow, that's just so, so lovely. Um, yeah, so I'm very thankful really for lovely. that. Mostly he and I, before he goes to bed, and this is, so as we're turning out the light, we're doing, I sing the good night, you know, good night, Isaac. And he likes to include his friends in there. Like he'll say good night, Doris, and good night, my mom, and good night, yeah, yeah, and whoever. Um, and then I run out of people and that's usually when he's supposed to be asleep. And that's when the other chatter starts. Like he'll be quiet for about five minutes and I'll think he's asleep and he's perfectly still. And then all of a sudden, hi, 
And I'm like, no, hi, Isaac, time for sleep. And then he'll try to hug daddy. And I say, no, daddy, it's time for sleep. And then he'll cry, daddy. Oh, my God. So it's becoming a nightmare. I'm not going to lie. The co-sleeping because Scott and I are sitting in the dark waiting for him to fall asleep so we can turn the light back on and work and yes, watch TV and totally. do whatever we're doing. I get you. Um, so now we're sitting there for an hour while he chatters himself to death, which I do sort of feel like he could do on his own. Like, if mm-hmm. he is going to sit and talk about cake and whatever else, like, he doesn't need me for that. And I certainly don't need to be sitting in the dark struggling. Um, it just feels like a giant waste of my time. I don't mind chit-chatting with him, but, like, yeah, I sort of have these similar conversations with him, and that part's great. But then I wish they would – then he, he would be quiet, but it's not happening. He's my child. We never yeah. shut up. No one in this house ever shuts up. <laughs> ever. They slowly, they slowly will shut up. Like don't forget, boat. I would have rather had a goat stuck in a pen than hear the conversation I was hearing at that moment. Do you remember? They were talking yes. to me about the best donut they ever had. Yes, I know, and it's yeah, yeah totally. I, I totally get it. There's nothing lovelier than silence at times. Where all the um, time, all the time, <laughs> all the time. I don't just even quiet. know why people are listening to us right now. We're not silent. <laughs> we're just filling your head with nonsense. Really quiet is better. Turn it off. I mean, if you always had people talking in your face, that's how you would feel, right? Yes, I would. I totally would. I would totally, totally, totally feel that. If Randy's Um, a man of few words, you're a lucky girl. He is. He absolutely is. And unfortunately, I am the chatterbox where it's like, I I think that that's what I've given him PTSD. And so has my family, where if, if, if he turns on the knob of speaking, there, it's just like it's like he's like I just asked this one question, right? You know right. what I mean. So I think that he he doesn't he doesn't know how to turn on the knob <laughs> so, so that it doesn't just like it's not like fire hydrant. It's just like drip drip drip. Turn off the. Pocket. This happened to me like two nights ago at dinner. I asked a question. I think it was about what we were eating because Scott cooked it, or maybe it was it was like and all of a sudden I had the history. It was like the history of chicken. Yeah, and I was like, I asked you a simple question. Why am I getting the entire life story of this? Ma- oh, yes, it was last night. Oh my God, Elsie, it was last night. He made oh. chicken. He marinated it in like this is the end of the story. He marinated it in creamy Italian, put some breadcrumbs on it, stuck it in the oven for an hour. That's the story. And so we were, you know, I was being nice, and so I was like, Oh, you're such a such a good meal. Thank you so much, honey. You're so sweet. Blah blah. And then his mom was like, Yeah, what a great chicken breast. And he starts telling. He goes, You know, I'm chasing three chicken breasts. I had this great chicken breast when I was 19 in you know Annapolis, and then there was this other chicken breast. And I'm like, Why are we hearing about all the chickens you've ever eaten? Stop it. I'm like, I hope you're not talking to me. It's like that moment in, you probably haven't seen Tropic Thunder, where Jay Baruchel is just talking, 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 talking about science or whatever. And all of a sudden, Robert Downey Jr. goes, yo, you talking to me this whole time? Jesus. Uh. <laughs> and he goes, well, I mean, I'm just talking to whoever would listen. And he goes, man, I thought you were talking. To, uh, you yeah, it was hilarious. That's kind of how I feel about Scott. It's like, I hope you're not talking to me because I'm not paying attention to a word you're saying. Oh, anyway. yeah. That's kind of me. I know. So, yeah. Oh no. Sadly, you. I don't believe that. Well, sometimes that's kind of. I don't like, believe that. But anyway, um, be more aware. So, so yeah, I think that we've we've thankfulness to death. Unless there's something else that we can uh, be thankful for and or yeah, address definitely or thankful push. for this this um, period in our podcasting lives where we have no interruption. 
Um, I'm thankful for people who give us feedback. Someone gave us some today about Facebook being a media company. Did you see that? No. He said, it's Darwin from Dealing With My Grief. And it says, I don't think Facebook is a media company in that they don't create the content that you get. I think onus falls on those people publishing it that Facebook users share. We are in a culture now where we unfriend or block Mm. people we've been friends with for years because of their agree with political affiliation. We live in a feel good society. All we want to hear is stuff that makes us feel good. Mm. With thousands of cable channels and news outlets and newspapers, the problem is that we have information overload and have issues determining what's important versus in the days of old. And then he says his age. He's like a little older than us where there was only three TV channels and a local paper. Right. I mean, that's kind of a good point. That's true. There's so much information that none of us can really. He's right. We can't figure out what's real news and what's BS. And I mean, BuzzFeed, I find, has been really guilty of this lately. It's like they're just trying to publish. It's like Donald Trump sneezed on a a person on the bus, you know, and it's like, why? Why is this an article? Yeah. <gasps> so yeah, it is incredibly. Right. And I think that it is a culture of like we are also not understanding. And I, and I, I we don't understand now what j- good journalism is like. We've, we haven't really been exposed to journalism at its, I guess, I can't say at its peak because I'm, I'm not sure if that, that was a thing. Right. But what the essence of, of good journalism is, you know, I think that there needs to be some of that uh, as well. But yes, um, we love to hear different opinions because I, I do believe that podcasting is, is around that. It's around questioning what we say, because Jess and I obviously have opinions. We have things that we are really, you know, passionate about, things that we believe in around podcasting, as well as obviously in our own lives. And I know that there's a lot of you guys that disagree with us that haven't really necessarily think that our opinion is the one that you have. And it's totally okay. And in fact, it would be great if you send it, we can, and we have in the past, just read it so that we could see something from a different perspective, because that's what, I feel that's what podcasting is about. And presenting the other side of the coin on something only adds to our ability to make the best choice that we can versus, no, 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 that just doesn't work. You know, I, I think I'm, I'm guilty of some of that. Myself. I actually think I prefer now that I'm sitting here thinking about it. I might prefer the dissonance. Like I married someone who's very conservative and it kind of helps me see both sides of things. So like when it comes to like, for example, the second amendment, I think people would assume that I'm just like ban all the guns. But I actually, from watching him and his dad, like go to, go to the range. Like I can see the benefit of it being like a leisure activity. It doesn't mm-hmm. necessarily mean that I feel like handguns should be, you know, I don't know. I, I feel differently about it than I think I would if I hadn't married someone who was so different from me. Um, You know, but I mean, we have guns in our house. I've never seen them. I don't know. You know, there's no way to get to them. They're all locked down, that kind of thing. So it's like, I think people would be surprised that I, um, you know, have, have the political, I don't know, what's the word, open-mindedness that I do. But I've always been like, like, in high school, I was in the debate team, and we only would, like, our high school was always doing debate against Catholic schools. So you know they put me up all the time, because I'm the only Jew in my, right. I'm like one of two Jews in my graduating class, and we're at a Catholic school. So it's like, sure, I'll debate the Catholic boys. Why not? What the hell? Why not? Um, but I've always, en- I've always really enjoyed those conversations. It's never anything personal. As long as you can keep personal stuff out of it and not 
feel anything differently about the person based on what they think. It should not come to what things have come to with each other over this election. I mean, like, I realize Donald Trump is racist. I realize he's misogynist. I realize this and that. But he was the candidate. Like, what can you do? What? I mean, you can only do what you can do. We voted. It didn't work. I think that there's a different conversation that's going to be coming out thinking about how how can we truly, you know, look back at this and 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 sort of amend, you know, one of the clients that I I, I work with, um, Barbara Edelman, who has I think she had a, you know, yeah. it was one of my favorite podcasts. It was just like, you know, it was about environmental. It's like how you can save the world is I think or I always got the name wrong. But the gist of it is that how you can save the world is basically the title of her show. And she did these really in-depth pieces on a specific down-to-earth ways that you can impact the world environmentally. And she mm-hmm. really went in-depth. I mean, it wasn't just she behind the mic. She did a lot of narration, but she did some in you know interviews, and then she did all the research. Like, she has a composting show where the entire show is about composting, and then she talks, talks to you about all of the different types of composts that you can do, not for people who who are like me, who are, like, in the mountains, and it's a little bit more like, I, I can't say easy, but even necessary because we don't have trash. We have to take our own, take care of our own trash. But um, people like in an apartment in New York, like how you can compost in a small space, like all of these different things. And, you know, after the election, she was like, I think I want to add a political component to this. And, and I thought like, how perfect is that? Because she gets an opportunity to get at it from a from the perspective of the the everyday sort of woman who went through the election rather than pundits. Because I think that there's a point of view that comes from, from this is how I'm dealing with this. I will educate myself about this. Cause I'm sure that for us, we didn't know a lot of the resources or what to read. Would you even know what to read to really truly know what no, was going on? Or I, have no what idea. The, I mean, what the actual platform was and, and how it impact like we don't we still I still don't know like I don't know and then and I'm afraid to read what people are putting out because I feel like is this skewed mm-hmm. is this skewed is this like totally just is this just I don't know <laughs> I wish I would just could get the book it's so hard I could to read know. it myself I know. so anyway I think that there's there's a, a space for reeducation you know and for taking responsibility above just going to vote which is important. But how can we continue that education beyond every four years or every two years whenever we have to vote? Yeah. Because that's when everybody starts looking around like, oh, yeah, who should I vote for? Oh, yeah, this guy. Right? And that's about where it ends. There's really no, yeah, I felt that way too. There's really no good place to see what the issues were. Right. So I think that it's going to be an awesome thing for a lot of people to start podcasting about. But, um. So, shall we wrap it up, my love? Let's do it. Thank you so Let's much for listening. Yes, thank you so much. Podcasts. And I hope you guys had uh, have a happy Thanksgiving if you're listening on the week of. And this is November 2016. So, hopefully, you guys um, enjoy time with your family. Enjoy the and holiday. Get a good absolutely. Black Friday deal. Yeah. And uh, why don't you guys send us like an idea of of how of what some of the things that you guys are thankful for in your podcast? Yeah, send us some audio feedback. You could do it that. to um, feedback at shepodcast dot com. You can attach an audio file to that, easily record it off your phone, and email it to us. 
Or you can use SpeakPipe. You have 90 seconds so that you can quickly say what you're thankful for. ShePodcast.com slash SpeakPipe. And you can easily do that. We will play it um, on the show because, you know, we're coming towards the end of the year. And I think it'll be really nice to pepper some of your voices around to um, kind of like, I don't know, bring the bring 2016 to a nice closure as a community. Amen. Woohoo. Yay. Yay. All right. So, what See you on the website, ShePodcast.com, Twitter, ShePodcast, Facebook at ShePodcast. Our group is Facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash ShePodcast. I'm literally waving my hand out the window. I have no yeah. idea why because I'm saying goodbye. So, Bye-bye. love you. Mean it. Mean it. <laughs>